Throughout his decade with two cartels, El Pozolero, or the Soup Man, dissolved up to a thousand bodies in vats of acid. Breaking Bad is nothing compared to real life. When he was finally arrested, a horrible stench filled his room. He told the police officers he was making seafood soup. Yeah, that wasn't seafood soup. So abstain from eating any kind of soup as you watch this outrageous video and delve into the story of Santiago Meza, AKA El Pozolero. Movies often show the glamorous side of cartels, the money, power, and status that only the top of the pyramid gets to live in. But behind the scenes, few things are as dark, brutal, and downright gruesome as cartels disposing of their enemies' bodies. Santiago Meza Lopez had a modest background. He was a poor farmer's boy and liked animals. In fact, it was his love of animals that brought him to the cartels, that and a desperate need for cash. Santiago started working with the Ariane Felix cartel in 1996. He tended to their horses and did their masonry work. It was honest work that simply paid better compared to anything he could do on his farm. But you know how cartels promise you endless riches for just a little bit of dirty work? That's always the hook. Make a threat or carry out a sketchy drug deal. Within months, you'll be rich. Sadly, Santiago fell into this trap, and before long, he was conducting narcotics deals for Ariano Felix. First, he was their dealer. Then, he was their drug office keeper. He was disciplined and dedicated, and Felix encouraged this by promoting him. As he surveilled the depots around Tijuana toward the end of the century, the Ariano cartel started a bloody war with the notorious Sinaloa cartel. Both cartels wanted control over the same trafficking routes into the U.S., but there's nothing simple about cartel fights. Constant attacks, kidnappings, and assassinations were terrorizing Mexico. A staggering 24,000 people lost their lives during just a few short years. But what do you do with all the bodies if you're a cartel boss and you don't want the police on your tail? In a really creepy twist, the thousands of victims opened up a job opportunity for Santiago. In the late 1990s, the Ariano Felix brothers, Ramon and Benjamin, invited Santiago to a secluded spot. They asked him to do a little experiment with them. They handed him a leg of beef and asked him to toss the leg into a container. The vat was filled with caustic soda, also known as lye, mixed with water and some other chemicals. They left Santiago with the container and told him to watch over the beef while they took care of other business. A few hours later, Santiago would confirm their experiment worked out the way they had intended it to. The leg of beef was completely dissolved, only coloring the liquid inside to the container a crimson red. It was gross, but it was nothing compared to what was about to happen. Six months later, the Ariano Felix brothers revealed to Santiago what the experiment was about. He was going to carry out their dirtiest work, dissolve their enemies into vats of lye. The brothers had asked for advice from foreign cartel members about disposing of corpses. They were in over their heads quite literally in war victims and simply dumping them in shady spots wasn't working anymore. The police were on the lookout for any cartel mistake so they could arrest the Tijuana cartel bosses at the end of the war. Now, Ramon and Benjamin had Santiago dissolve his first human body. Several henchmen were watching. If this worked, this would be their future method for all their enemies. Santiago undressed the body and stuffed it into a large drum filled with the same mixture as before, except this time there were 200 liters of it. The drum's burner was lit up and the mixture started to froth. Santiago left it overnight to cook. When he returned to the vat in the morning, there was nobody inside, just a red sludge and some tiny bone fragments decorating the bottom of the container. El Pozolero was born. Before you ask, no, Pozolero doesn't literally mean soup man. It comes from pozole, a traditional Mexican soup made with corn and meat. I know, El Pozolero ruined the dish forever.
After El Pozolero notified the Ariano Felix brothers of their successful experiment, they called in their truck driver. He took the container and drove it to a nearby canyon in the dead of night. He tossed the remains in there and carried the container back to the cartel headquarters. This would be the Tijuana cartel's preferred method of dealing with their bodies, and Santiago became their chief cleaner. El Pozolero was in charge of everything, buying oil containers, caustic soda, latex gloves, and gas masks. Everything about this job was simply horrifying, and El Pozolero seemed to be completely desensitized to it. Maybe he was even getting a kick out of it. Now he was working directly under drug lord Teodoro Garcia Cimental, aka El Teo. He would send El Pozolero a text message with a location every time he had a new body that he needed to get rid of. El Pozolero would arrive at the specific location, but it wouldn't be a simple exchange. A cohort of cars would pull up and he would be called to find out which car the body was in. Then two henchmen would help Pozolero carry the body into his vehicle and he would drive off to his lab. There he would take care of the body. Sometimes it would be several bodies simultaneously. When he was done, he would take the bone remains and throw them into huge underground pits. By now, El Pozolero had his own graveyard and business was booming in the worst sense of the word. But as always, nothing lasts forever. El Teo was a ruthless, violent, and headstrong man. This caused several hiccups between him and the Ariano Felix brothers. In 2008, it all came to a boiling point. El Teo decided to switch sides and join the biggest rival cartel around, El Chapo and El Mayo's Sinaloa. And since El Pozolero was his man, he took him with him. This is how El Pozolero became the Sinaloa cartel's chief body disposer too. This is creepy on so many levels. He was dissolving the bodies of his former colleagues, but he didn't seem to care. El Pozolero made $600 a week. In his time and place, this was excellent money. He could afford almost anything he wanted, and he had achieved a disturbing kind of stardom in the cartel world. But his gruesome work stint with the Sinaloa cartel would come to a swift end in less than a year. In January 2009, Mexican authorities tracked him down after an anonymous tip pointed them in his direction. When the officers barged in, he was stirring something, smelling horrible. He was dead drunk and slurring his words. When the officers asked him about his concoction, he claimed it was seafood soup. You can only imagine what it really was. After his arrest, however, El Pozolero decided to confess. He told the detectives he had dissolved around 300 bodies, but it's believed the actual number is over a thousand. The case made the headlines throughout Mexico. El Pozolero was pictured as a macabre soup master who had done the cartel's bidding for over a decade. No questions asked. El Pozolero's wife commented to the media. He would say, I prefer my job than for my family to die of hunger. Was there really no alternative to the soup man job? With Santiago in prison, the police went on to discover his gruesome burial site called the chicken coop. 250 kilos or 500 pounds of bones and bone remains were extracted by 2017. The creepy catch was that the chicken coop really was used to raise chickens too. It was a little farm along the free highway to Tecate, and it worked as a perfect mass for the El Pozolero's horrible affairs. But only 70 of El Pozolero's many, many bodies were dissolved at the chicken coop. 16,500 liters of human matter have been extracted from all over Tijuana. Human sludge had been poured out from the containers in every empty lot and wooded area. Imagine all the remains that still haven't been found, all the victims that will forever remain nameless, thanks to the cartel's gruesome disposal method. What's worse, El Pozolero taught others how to dissolve bodies. He even installed a drainage system 
during his last years on the job, making the process cleaner and easier for his disciples. He spoke about this with the investigators. It was the devil to move them. They weighed a lot. After everything was cleaned up, we stored the barrels. We also washed the drain with hot water because the remains stuck to the pipes. He spoke about it like it was just another job, complaining about all the physical work. When the officers asked him if he had any remorse for what he did, he said, of course. He'd even told the cartel he didn't want to do the job anymore. But you can't really say no to cartel bosses. El Pozolero also insisted that he never killed any of his victims and that he never dissolved the bodies of women and children. In 2012, he was convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison. During his trial, he said that he was not a dealer, a killer, or a monster. He was just a man doing his job for a cartel that wouldn't take no for an answer. In his last statement, he asked God for forgiveness and apologized to all his victims' families. But El Puzzoletto never revealed the location of all the other remains, so the victims' families were not pleased with his apology. They said it can't be genuine if he was not willing to help the police. Furthermore, Many of these families were outraged when El Pozzoletto was released from prison in April 2022. In their opinion, it doesn't matter that he did not kill his victims. He dissolved 1,000 bodies. His sentence should be much harsher than 10 years. But if we consider that El Pozzoletto worked for the cartel, he would probably die if he told the police about the burial sites. However, this is not an excuse for all the atrocities he committed under their instruction. He took the job in the first place. To this day, the Mexican police are still retrieving bone remains in the Tijuana area. It's hard to even imagine the scale of the cartel's wars, the victims, and El Pozoleto's body disposal industry. And who knows how many people are still doing what he did in 2009. Was El Pozoleto an evil criminal, insensitive to pain and suffering? Or was he a simple person caught at the wrong place at the wrong time, in a web of cartel manipulation and intimidation? And if so, could he have ever gotten out were it not for his arrest? Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to leave a comment, like, and subscribe. See you next time.